And we're back right here on J101.9, your number one talk music. In fact, and anything you want to be, we just have to be number one that you would always listen to right here from Joss, Nigeria. Thank you for joining us this evening. Hey. experience. Moving on now, we've covered some key subjects. Uh, the results are in for the Ajo election and have been of interest. Arguable or not arguable? Well, things are in flux right now regarding what it will be completed, but is it concluded? Let's talk about a little bit about party leadership as we want to find. Few months ago, there was much saga regarding the People's Democratic Party and well, the leadership and how well they've been able to manage much of the affairs. I also do remember people said, well, this is a party trying to reorganize itself and find a better day ahead of it now. Now, well, while that reorganization may be possibly, possibly going on, the All Progressive Congress seems to be having their own share of the saga in another version now. A few days ago, I mentioned the fact that Ashwajibala Metinibu was displeased with Chief John Oyego, who is, by the way, from Edo State, and he voted yesterday as well. Uh, he voted earlier today, not yesterday, as well. Now, moving forward from there, they have had reasons to exchange uh, ideas and uh, ideals regarding the Ondo election and how displeasing it may be uh, to each of them, seeing that they may have their own interests already not going as planned in different case as the case may have turned out to be but the former vice president uh, also joined the discussion now the former vice president of nigeria alaji atuku abubakar who is also a party member and a leader of the all progressive congress was quoted to have said and i and i quote them it's imperative for the national leadership of the party to live by the rules of internet democracy and respect for democratic consensus you cannot break your own rules without creating problems it goes on to say he also mentioned quote now to exercise restraint in seeking redress to the crisis while also urging the leadership of the party to retrace its step and do the needful to restore confidence among the conflicting parties in the states for the overall benefit of the ruling party now the saga goes on but then it brings about the idea the fact that 2019 is around the corner and the battle for supremacy of ideas within the various parties seems to be going on on and on and non-stop uh, even among the other parties will the all progressive congress in its own self also have to tackle this issue now don't miss out on the deputy national publicity secretary as well uh, timmy frank who's been speaking extensively and criticizing the chairman of the party all progressive congress in its own right well that aside but we would see the days ahead, what would possibly happen? Will there be uh, the, a need for the president to take side or possibly provide solution to that discussion that is just on the wayside down? Now, I also did mention to you that the House of Representatives did uh, take the former chairman appropriation committee, not by surprise, but by suspension. Well, they suspended Abdulmumini Jubril for 180 days a uh, few days ago. And well, now he has taken up his response through a legal team. Much of what Abdul Jibril has done now is the fact that he has decided to uh, visit a law court in order to respond uh, to his uh, suspension as a lawmaker. Well, you do know much of the accusation are around uh, the lawmaker Abdul Jibril is about the fact that he has accused key members of the leadership of the House of Representatives of misappropriation 
and tampering as well with the 2016 budget. Among the people he mentioned would have to be the Speaker, Yakubu Dogara, the Deputy Speaker, Yusuf Lassen, uh, also the Weep, al Hassan Dogua, and yes, the Minority Leader, Leo Ogo, uh, who have all been mentioned in one way or the other as having tweaked the 2016 budget. This becomes something of interest. It would be interesting to know that not in many assemblies, not to talk of the first, the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and now the seventh, even into the eighth one that we have right now, do we get uh, the approach where a lawmaker takes uh, well, his House of Representatives and the House in itself to the Lord co law court uh, to re seek redress in this situation that we have right now. It becomes quite a, uh, a debate in this regard. Now also, uh, part of the news coming up is the fact that we have the Federal Executive Council, as informed by the Information Minister, talking about the final decision on asset sale will have to be the one made by the Federal Executive Council, which comprises of the President, Vice President and 36 Ministers. Mohamed said, because by the National Economic Council, uh, which comprises 36 governors, uh, the president and vice president uh, would have to be uh, a decision they would have to make. And it's not left, or it's not a decision they would have to make, but it's left in the hands of the, uh, Mohamed said, caused by the National Economic Council, uh, which comprises 36 governors and vice president, uh, for the assets to be sold uh, was of no consequence. Rather, the duty of what to be sold, when to be sold, would have to be determined by the Federal Executive Council in this regard. Uh, it brings about another interesting thing. Now, you do remember that oil, as we have it, states with oil, for example, Lagos, Rivers, Bayesa, they get 13% derivation uh, when they do get the chance uh, to uh, get from the budget. Hey, they, get, they provide the oil, so they should get some level of uh, funding uh, that's a little bit different from the states that do not provide the oil. Well, in mining now, it appears uh, the Minister of Mines and Steel Development, Canada Fiamme, is providing insights into what could also happen in the mining sector. He says that 15% derivation could be given to states uh, that allow mining to take place within them. The minister who was addressing the opening of the National Council on Finance and Economic Development on Tuesday made this known. Now, of good interest again, let, let's quickly now, I'm hoping I can get to at least 21 points as recommended by the Senate now, their resolution to the executive on getting Nigeria out of recession. One of the key things they said, remember, Dino Malai a few, uh, few days ago, should I say last week now, last week mentioned the fact that, well, whatever recommendation the Senate was coming up with, uh, it should be handed over to the executive arm uh, by the Senate president. Whether that has been done uh, is open, but here was a quick summary. Here would be a quick summary of what uh, the Senate has resolved to do. One, they say the executive should forward an economic stimulus bill containing all the fiscal stimulus packages, investment, incentives, which will receive accelerated consideration and passage at the National Assembly. Two, they said the fiscal monetary authorities must harmonize all policies that lower interest rates for investors in the real sector and small and medium-scale farmers. Three, they said the government should adopt peaceful means in the Niger Delta to restore Nigeria's oil production back to 2.2 million barrels per day. Four, they said the release of low-interest funding 
under the stimulus package should be targeted at the following areas. Uh, the social safety programs, humanitarian activities in the Northeast, power generation, agricultural value chain, textile manufacturing, national highway and network construction and maintenance, and many, many more other areas. Now, number five, they said the president should appoint a senior special advisor to lead the government engagement with aggrieved Niger Delta militants to ensure the protection of Nigeria's oil and gas assets. Now, six, they said the federal government should negotiate with a foreign concessionary borrowing agreement to cover shortfalls in the 2016 budget and the government accelerated infrastructure development program. Number seven, they said the federal government should restrict and cap the insurance of bonds and treasury bills in order to crowd out local investors from the market. Let's move to eight now. They also said the federal government should ensure the payment of all genuine domestic debt onto local contractors who have completed their jobs. Number nine, they said the federal government should set to all salaries, pension liabilities. Number 10, they said the federal government should leverage the use of pension and insurance funds to provide long-term capital on lending for agriculture, industry, and housing projects. 11, they said the executive should reconstitute the Board of Central Bank of Nigeria and all critical agencies in order to ensure that they operate in accordance to their enabling laws. Number 12, the legislature, true law, and the executive, true policies, must take action to encourage telecommunications companies to float their shares in Nigerian stock markets. 13. Uh, they said the Fiscal Responsibility Act should be uh, used to encourage states and local governments to be more prudent and accountable in their revenue and expenditure agreements. Okay, I do have about, um, uh, let's see, another 12, 13 to go. But I will say more about this tomorrow on Lestock. We'll revise a little bit of the ideas around this, uh, and, uh, the news around the week as well. This recommendation by the Senate uh, to the executive on ways of getting Nigeria out of the recession. So you can say to me and remind me that I have 14 to 21 to go uh, in this regard. But to the big debate of the night, which I'm thinking you may be interested in. Well, on September 24, which was how many days ago? Five days ago, the Economist magazine took up an interesting position to re revisit and review the Change Begins With Me campaign. Now, you remember this campaign was launched a few days ago. In fact, one could say over a week now. And, well, the federal government found it that needful that, hey, if you're a Nigerian, you should have everything on how you approach issues regarding Nigeria and essentially the president said the change begins with me campaign begins with him now the Economist magazine has taken out time to visit the very sensitive and dear subject of change begins with me campaign in the latest article written by the Economist magazine they describe the Change Begins With Me campaign as a means for the government to tame, tame Nigerians. Yes, I use the word tame, quote now, the word they use again is tame. Now, the word tame in itself is not used on human beings. It's not essentially used appropriately on human beings. Uh, it is used on animals. Animals not dangerous. 
animals that are not easily frightened by people, animals like cat, dog, and maybe birds as well. So when you do say, the Change Begins With Me campaign was designed to tame Nigerians, it gives reason for concern. Now, in responding to this allegation, the Minister of Information has taken our time to respond to The Economist magazine and in a way for him as well to make the situation uh, to, and to make things clear, it goes on to say, and I quote him now, Our attention has been drawn to a story by The Economist's deadline Lagos and featured in the paper's print edition of September 4, 2016, entitled Nigeria's War Against Indiscipline, Behave or Be Whipped. Contrary to the newspaper's self-professed belief in plain language, the article in question, from the headline to the body, is a masterpiece of embellishment or dressed-up language. It's loaded with innuendos and decided and prerogatives at best and downright racist at worst, said the minister. Kutnam. He did also go on to say, Using the word tame for change begins with me campaign, for those who are the owners of English language, the use of the word is unpardonable. The verb tame suggests that Nigerians are some kind of wild animals that must be domesticated. And the usage reveals the mindset of the authors of the article. It's a deliberate put down of a whole people under the guise of criticizing a government policy. Good question to ask at this point in time would be this one. Nigeria's war against indiscipline. Now, many of you remember, in 1984, it's a 3 into 84 thereabouts, or 84 into 85, uh, pretty much of the first time President Muhammad Dubari had the chance to lead the country. One of the programs created was War Against Indiscipline, easily known by its acronym, WA. It's sort of had when people did not queue up on the streets. I'm saying this for those who didn't know uh, how, how it really played out then. If you had to take a bus and you didn't queue up on the streets, you get flogged by soldiers. If you were to throw out things, you get whipped and you got to sweep the streets as well. Way back then, it was controllingly, my, forgive my language, effective. But it also had its own undertone of not being democratic in nature. Change begins with me as equated by the Economist magazine. Does it appear that change begins with me is created to tame Nigerians? Or is it racist as the Minister of Information describes it? Let me rephrase the question to you. What do you know and what do you believe about change begins with me? Do you believe in the campaign or you think otherwise? Do you think this campaign of changing, as one would say, now is effective? Is this the most meaningful campaign that could help Nigeria hmm, take on a new form now? Is it a way of remodeling? 
the Nigerian and Nigeria and Nigerians as one would find. Or in, in words that one would not find easy to say, tame Nigerians. I'd like to hear from you tonight. My lines are very much open this very evening. 0909-884-8848. That's the studio number right now. Let's have this conversation. Change begins with me. What effect does it have on you? Do you feel the need to change? Do you feel there's a need for Nigerians to change? Uh, is this campaign encouraging Nigerians to change? Once again, 0909-884-8848, as one would find uh, the number here with me. So coming up, let me know what you think uh, for the next few minutes. It would be good to hear from you regarding that very subject, okay? And for those on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash JFM Just. Yes, that's the number to call uh, this very evening. And on Twitter at JFM Just. Let's take this very first call. Mm -hmm. Thanks for joining in. Yeah, good evening. I'm glad you joined in. What's your name? I'm Nan from calling from Just. All right, my brother. Talk to me. What's your take? Change begins with me. As far as I'm concerned, the change begins with me is just part of uh, the deception. Me, I believe that this government came on board just to keep on deceiving Nigerians. They came on board, they didn't tell Nigerians that the change was going to begin with Nigerians. They mm. promise, made a lot of promises that were mouth-watering, which made Nigerians to vote for them. And after winning elections, because the promises were based on nothing but deception, they discovered that it was not possible for them to fulfill the promises, and they are now coming up with the change begins with me campaign, which is just a, 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 is what I call it's part of the fooling game that has been designed to keep fooling Nigerians since 2019. Mm, mm, That's mm. my own perception of the whole thing. All right, my brother. Thanks for but, taking your time to talk to us this evening. Yes, but I hope that. Uh, and uh, God will come in a way and uh, intervene so that the situation will improve. All right, my brother. So we need more prayers. Uh, thank you for uh, taking your time to talk to us, okay? All right, there. Yeah. Let's take the next call now. Uh, change begins with me campaign. What is your thoughts about this? Uh, do we need to change or is this legal right now? Hello there. Hello?